Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. That's my happy place. I walk into a senior center. Yeah. Like a nursing ghost. home. Oh, it's Mm-hmm. The second you go and you're ripping clothes off, you're like, heaven. Because mm-hmm. three signifies the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and seven is God's perfect number. Seven is God's perfect number? <laughs> I didn't know God was into gambling. I didn't know he was into gambling either. He's running a numbers racket up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could literally this Sunday start a church. And I will not give you packets of water. I'll have a fireman's hose. Mm-hmm. How about TikTok O'Toole? For the, because people want things TikTok quick. sermon. TikTok sermon. Mm-hmm. You know who'd drink this? Hound dog. In a second. <laughs> Let's see. Mm-hmm. There's only one way to find out. Let's crack open the Lord water and uh, let's have a sip. Mm-hmm. Hi, Dan. My name is Joanna. I live in Texas. I have a DNA test and I'm your daughter. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. That's me. I'm <laughs> Gus Michael. Dance. Dance. <laughs> We're into March, baby. The March thaw. What? Aren't we halfway through March? March 9th, baby. <laughs> we are. <laughs> you know, I realized... So last week, if you missed it, I got some spring water in the mail from an unknown origin. Well, it's from Peter Popoff, Reverend, a minister. Reverend Peter Popoff. You could just call yourself a reverend at any point in the United States. By the way, some, a minister did reach out to me and said, I'm so sorry that those people exist taking advantage of... Oh, that's, you know what? I feel bad for legitimate you know, preachers who mm-hmm. are... Uh, yeah, that's, uh, now I feel bad. But um, we shared... Three of us, Hound Dog, yourself, and me, shared water from an unknown origin together in the height of a virus outbreak. That's correct. That was sent to us from the United States. We don't know, and we don't know where it started out. We don't know from where. Come on, it'll be fine. It could have been, might not have been from the United States. Might have been from Northern Italy. Could have been from Wuhan province. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know where that water was from. I still don't regret it. So we were supposed to get some money over the next uh, few weeks. Thirty-seven to thirty-seven hundred dollars. Thirty-seven hundred to thirty-seven thousand dollars. Hound dog. I checked with him last night. He has not received any yet. How about you? Nothing shown up in my Mm. account yet. The only thing that's happening is my savings are dwindling thanks to the (laughs) coronavirus. Yeah. (laughs) Why are people stocking up on toilet paper? It is the most bizarre thing. I don't of all get it. Time because you wouldn't maybe want to stock up on uh, food, water, food, essentials. Now I'm gonna shit my pants. I need toilet paper. Well, and it's like if you run out of toilet paper, jump in the shower. Have I not talked about this a yes. million times on this podcast? It's not that big of a deal if you don't have toilet paper and you're at home. I mean, if you're out at work, well, that's work's problem. But if you're at home, jump in the shower. You're good. You don't need to stock up on toilet paper. I saw something today. One of our friends in Edmonton posted that an Edmonton Costco got like like a massive order of toilet paper. And apparently it was gone in half an hour. I don't get it. 
Like, I can see it. So we've got Lysol wipes here in the studio. I can see these selling out. I could see those selling out. I could see uh, non-perishable food items selling out at Costco. Uh, Flashlights, emergency kits, whatever. I get it. You know, stock up. Go to town. But butt wipe? I don't get it. I I never understood uh, butt wipe. I'm putting in, by the way, we're redoing all our bathrooms this summer. I'm putting in a Japanese toilet. Oh, you are? You're getting a Toto? Oh. A Toto. Not a Toto. A Toto? I'm Ooh. getting a Toto. <laughs> I'm getting a Toto toy. Ah, I love it. I am going to be in heaven. You're never going to get me off that thing. And when I come over to visit, I'll be in there for a couple hours. Not allowed to be in there. <laughs> no visitors. Visitors off limits on the Toto. Mm. No Toto. No Toto. Well, That's going to be great. So we'll keep you posted on that. Maybe we can do a whole podcast where I'm just sitting on that thing. Come on, it'll be fun. <laughs> That's what I did the last night we were in South Korea. We stayed in a very nice hotel. Beautiful. And they had the Toto toilets, and I didn't want to leave the room. I know, they're so great. <laughs> they're so great. And I first discovered it when my wife and I were in Japan. Oh, God. The Japanese have... My pl- wife. They have plumbing figured out. Yeah. Um, getting back to the coronavirus. Yeah, I, good times. Uh, Saturday night, I went to a surprise birthday party. Um for yourself? <laughs> no. Oh. For our friend, friend of the show, um, Brian Bickle. Uh, so we started at the keg and then went to a place called Palladium. It's like an indoor, you play video games and stuff. It has changed my life. In the entire place, not a single hand sanitizer. And people are sweating. People are playing those dance yeah. games. They're sweating. No right. one's washing their hands, touching no. all the games. Yeah, the woman, she put the finger in the hole. I, w- I went and uh, washed my hands at least 80 times that night. So you definitely got the coronavirus then. <laughs> coronavirus, ground zero. Patient zero is probably out of that palladium in Oshawa. <laughs> <laughs> and then the previous day, I was at a, uh, an Irish club event in Toronto where there was 1,000 people there. I, must, I said, guys, can we do like elbow bumps instead right. of shaking they call hands? It the, no, they uh, the corona shake, Hillary Clinton Everyone calls was it. going in for the shakes, and you can't say no. Yeah. Some of them were hugging you, you said. Oh, the Shane, well, Shane Corson kissed you a bunch of times. The Irish, the, they were in a good mood. They always are, aren't they? And the thing that happens at Irish events, obviously, the, the beer was flowing. Oh, did they drink? <laughs> and we were in the bottom of the Metrotronic Convention Center, Convention Center, so there's no windows. It's like the TSN Sports Center newsroom. So no windows there. The I- afternoon kind of gets away from me, and then we're like, okay, we better check the time because people wanted to go for dinner and stuff. We're thinking it's probably eight or nine o'clock. No, it was four in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and everyone was uh, well into it. Well and then, oiled. since it was an Irish event, I pulled the Irish exit. I said, guys, I'm just gonna hit the can. Got to wash my hands again, and then we're gonna go. I was whoosh, gone. I sprinted out of there. You were out of there as fast as your little legs could carry you. <laughs> Back in the day, oh man, I would have been going till four a.m. Yeah, what Can't happened? Do that anymore? What happened? I was in bed by eight. I'm old. Yeah, you're getting up there, and also coronavirus. You've got it. <laughs> oh, I'll it pro- uh, <laughs> That's what's why all this stuff is coming up from your stomach into your esophagus. So, how would you? You've probably done an event like this where you get up there, and no one's listening. Oh, for sure. Do you judge that as a good event or a bad event? Because you, you can say anything. No one listens. And then when you get off, they're like, hey, you're doing great up there. I love that. Personally, pressure's yeah. off. There's no, there's no pressure and there's no, you know, the organizers are very aware of what's going on. It's fine with me. The other side of it is it's not 
me being lazy, I, I just realized everyone's having a good time. So it's fine. Like, I, I don't take offense. People don't need to hear my crappy jokes. It's great. I'm thrilled about it. So that's obviously what happened to you that day. <laughs> yes. My, uh, yeah, my jokes, there was, like, you couldn't even hear one chuckle because mm. no one heard them. So I, I just whisper into the mic. I say, well, I, that didn't go as planned. And then I just walk off the stage. So when you would sit back down at your table, would, would everyone be like, Oh, everyone, they're like, oh, that's great. Oh, I love that joke. Good one. I'm like, I'm you a, didn't hear it. Yeah. Patio Flaherty was <laughs> like, oh, good one, Dan. I, I, I'm a little worried. I'm, I'm flying to Palm Springs on Thursday morning. And they just canceled the tennis tournament. They just canceled the BMP Paribas, or a.k.a. the Indian Wells Tennis Tournament there, which is... Uh, the most attended tennis tournament outside of the four majors yeah. on the tour. It's, it's a stellar event. They've big, got no blue tournament. on site. Yes. Uh, Larry, who's the Oracle guy? Larry, oh, I can't remember his name. If only we had a machine that could bring us the information. Hagman. Larry Hagman from Dallas. Uh, whoever the Oracle guy was who owns an island off of Hawaii, he built that tennis structure specifically for this tournament. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's stunning. And it's going to sit empty now. And nothing's going to happen. So should I be concerned? Because I don't know if you're aware of this. Larry Ellison. Larry Ellison. That's it. Oracle. Not Larry. I put in Larry Oracle, but it came up Larry Ellison. <laughs> ah, they, they knew what you were talking about. Yeah. So I don't know if you're aware of this, Tulsi, but uh, the greater Palm Springs area is a large amount of senior citizens. A lot of old people. And that's who the coronavirus is hitting hardest. So I'm... Somewhat concerned, but not that concerned. Should I be more concerned? I'm. My wife is sort of like, she's not. My con- wife. She's not concerned about us getting sick. What she's concerned about is we get down there. All of a sudden, sixty seniors get the virus. Boom! They lock down Palm Springs. Everybody's in lockdown in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's great. Then we'll be down there for a month, right? We can't be fired. It's not my fault. But you wouldn't get. There'd be like a travel ban, you think, even? Like you couldn't fly back? That's what her concern is. Hmm. I think that's a little abrupt, but I understand her concern because they just shut down all of Italy, basically. Uh, and Israel? Israel's not letting anyone in any, anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and I fly to Denver in April. I, yeah, whenever, if you have travel plans. And think about everyone No more going, cruise ships. Everyone's going into spring break. They've got trips to Mexico. They've got cruise ships booked, but cruise ships... That industry is going to take a major hit. It's the top doctor in Canada just told all Canadians, no more cruise ships. You're not going. I mean, she can't actually stop people from going, but she's like, you should not go on a cruise ship now. Yeah. What was the first, uh, the first big one? It was a few, it was probably like 10 years ago where they had the, uh, the one thing. Zika? No, it wasn't the Zika. Zika virus. SARS? No, it was not the SARS. SARS? I liked how our friend Mark Norman uh, had a tweet over the weekend. He said, uh, enjoy your 15 minutes of fame, signed the Zika virus. Um, swine flu? Not the swine flu. It was like, start with an H, I believe. Hemoglobin. No. Hartford. Halitosis. Hemorrhaging. Hopscotch. H1N1? No, not H1N1. That was swine, okay, yeah. It was like, remember you'd... you'd Hot toddy. You'd uh, be, get the diarrhea. 
You get the uh, habanero pepper sauce. No. Habanero, so I give you the diarrhea. Norwalk. Norwalk. Okay, that's not an H, though. (laughs) Yeah, the Norwalk was big for a while. Well, it keeps coming back to, I realize this is a, a global pandemic. But were those things all at the same level and we just didn't have social media at the time? They were all huge. There's a little bit of that to it, isn't there? The social media is so. exacerbating this whole thing a little bit. I feel like we're going to be fine, guys. Yeah, and the We're going to be okay. The news gives it a lot of attention because people pay attention to shit like this and it gets ratings. Yeah. Because people like a good plague. And also, the president isn't exactly on top of things. <laughs> Put it that way. I'd feel a bit better if the president was like, okay, I got C. Everett Coop, brought him back from the dead, Surgeon General, boom, he's going to take care of this. We're good. Mm-hmm. Instead, he put Pence on it. Not the guy. I would put, a, I would put someone at, at the very least with a medical degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have these news conferences, and the doctors have to come in and correct what Trump says. Yeah. Wait, what kind of testicle is this? That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. That's, that's an unfortunate situation when you have to do that with your boss. Jurgen Klopp, uh, he had the best quote last week. He's a soccer manager, and he said, why, when things like this happen, do you guys ask a soccer manager about it? Because I'm not a doctor. It makes no sense. He said, uh, coronavirus, politics. He said he doesn't understand why he gets these questions. It's because he's successful. People like hearing what successful people have to say. That's why they're asking you, Dan, about your thoughts on it. Dan, tell me another joke. (laughs) Come on into the meat house. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, speaking of uh, radio, that was Matt Cause. uh, TSN Radio stuff, we got to give you a hearty congratulations here because the ratings just came out for TSN Radio. And for the first time ever, TSN's morning show, which you produce three days a week, beat the uh, the competition's morning show. And yes, the sir. afternoon yeah. TSN show beat the competition's morning show as well. This is something some people thought would never happen. Am I am I saying am I speaking out of turn? Things are going well, yes, that is. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Wow, and it's all because of you. It's because of what you've done and I like to think so. Congratulations to you and I think a lot of it has to do with the uh promotional reads that our good friend TSN afternoon radio host Brian Hayes does. Stop, I understand. There's an, a new one oh, for I our listeners for this. this week. Yes, there is. So if you, you, you might remember, hey, oh, he, he <laughs> promotes the Jiffy app. You can get Sorry. someone to your house to, uh, to do whatever. Sorry, stop. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I thought we were just pressing play there. Yeah, right. that's my bad. Okay, here we go. Hey, it's Brian Hayes. Jay and Dan, believe it or not, Jiffy saved the day once again. Red wine all over the carpet, so I jumped on the Jiffy app, requested a Jiffy carpet cleaner to work their magic, and they were there same day to get the job done. With Jiffy, it's that simple. I see a problem, and I jump on the app, and I'm matched with a licensed and skilled professional within minutes. First off, Hayes. Is he he's, just, like, running around the house with red wine? Well, because he's celebrating, he's number one now <laughs> in the time slot. So Hayes is like, honey, we're number one. Get the f- cab stove out. Uh, we just got a new white carpet in the living room, uh, Brian. You maybe want to come over to the kitchen? F- you. 
I've, I'll drink my wine where I want. Oh God! Oh, it's everywhere. Where's my phone? Diffia! Who deleted it? Sorry. Anyway, that's how I imagine things are at hate. All the other incidents, the house is falling apart. He's like, oh, <laughs> guests are coming over. Toilet wasn't working. Jiffy app. I, my eavesdrops <laughs> fell off the house. I got no troughs. Jiffy app. Got home. Someone had removed all my windows. Jiffy app. Again, you downloaded the Jiffy app. I did. I think I still have it here. I could have used it because I've got some things that need done. And Lord knows I can't do them. Yep, it's right here. It's really cool. Oh, I haven't signed up yet. They could put in your toilet. Oh, yeah. They could. I was thinking of doing that myself. <laughs> Should that be a podcast? I bought a house. Turns out it has no indoor plumbing. Jiffy app. I love how he shouted us out. That is awesome. Is that actually running on the station with our names on it? Absolutely. That's amazing. Gosh, that's synergy. That's network synergy right there. That's all the shows coming together and helping each other out. Ah, good for Hayes. It has changed my life. Should we call up our guest? Yeah, let's do it. Our guest uh, is going to be, he's been on before. Uh, Scotty Upshaw just recently retired from the NHL. He announced it. Was it our first ever NHL retired announcement on Trade Center? I believe so. I think it was. I think it was, yeah. Um, it caught everyone off guard a little bit. Or, well, we'll ask him if he uh, played. Boy, you're uh, sweating there over there. Am I? Holy, oh. you're like a... Stop. Are you, are you seeing this? This is like an arid, extra dry commercial, <laughs> but the before picture. I don't know what. Tulsi, what's going on? Are well, you getting was, sick on me over there? No, it was my uh, cashew chicken. It was a bit spicy, so I started sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Are you using one of those natural deodorants? Hell no. One of those ones that doesn't work? I used to use the one where it kept all the sweat in. Like it was pure aluminum. Oh, God. So. That can't be good for you. Yeah, sweat that out. Nah, I don't know where else it it went. I went. Uh, I wanted a little cuddle time with my wife the other night, and I went to uh, you know raise my arm to allow her to come enter the the onright chamber of emotion and desire. But I had just applied some deodorant to oh. my underarms. She's like, "What the f- is that?" I'm like, "It's deodorant." She's like, "It's like a big sticky sloppy mess." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, how do you think deodorant works?" But, you know, she doesn't sweat at all. She's no sweat. Nowhere. She's an NSer. She's an NSer. <laughs> I bet you Scotty Upshaw's an NSer, too. Oh, no. Upshaw, you sweat like a banshee. Hollywood I've doesn't seen your sweat. Video. I've seen your workout videos. What am I walking into right now? <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. I, I was not much of a sweater. I wasn't a leaker at all. Really? Not even a bleeder. You can't even cut me. Not even. Not a chance. I don't bleed. I don't sweat. Good for you. You're I'm cool under pressure. That's right. Were you sweating at all when you? Uh, we have a question. First of all, congratulations. The big retirement announcement on Trade Center. We were discussing that was, I guess, the first one we'd ever had. Did you Did you mention it to anyone beforehand, or did you just spring it on everybody? 
I think some of the insiders got a tip, a tip or two when I flew back from Switzerland to do the Trade Center day. But uh, I kept it pretty, I kept it pretty hush. And uh, as far as it goes right now, I'm pretty happy. Retirement's been been lovely. Been down in Newport Beach at my new house for the last couple of weeks, and and geez, I can't complain about much, boys. So, um, have you have you had problems filling your days yet? <laughs> uh, I wake up in the mornings, I get a little workout in or a little yoga. The body's feeling pretty good after uh, 16, 17 years of playing hockey. So it's all about rebalancing, uh, trying to focus on, on what's next and try to work on that golf game for now. It's been, uh, it's been a while since I've been able to tee it up on a regular basis with some of my friends here. So, so life's been good. So- I I, like I said, boys, it was a, I had a great trade center with those boys again for the, for the second year in a row. And, uh, you know, we missed you guys. I, I definitely missed you boys in the studio. So. You better have a better. Uh, you better have a good excuse of where you were. Yeah, because we're lazy. <laughs> we're, we're lazy. We're very so we're lazy. Pre, we pre-tape stuff. <laughs> um, so, how is the body? You mentioned that's a that's sixteen, seventeen years of hockey, and um, well, I I watched you from junior all the way up to uh, uh, your time in the NHL, and when you were in junior, when you hit people, I'm like, this guy is not going to be able to last two years playing hockey because. You were at a bit of reckless abandon. How does the body feel after all those years? No, it's been broken. It's been broken and put back together a few times, but but I feel great. I feel my head. You know what? I'm very fortunate that that I didn't have many uh, head head injuries. I think that's the that's the biggest one nowadays. Guys, guys worry about and you worry about when they leave um, the stuff they they deal with with the the headaches and the light and and you know playing with their kids and struggling with that. So I, you know what knock on wood but um as hard as i played and as head first into the boards as i as i used to go uh i'm leaving you know pretty healthy other than you know a knee uh two abdominal surgeries another knee surgery three hand surgeries so i mean chalk it up I've, i've done it all but um but hey, but back in the day, let's talk about this. Twenty years ago, we won the Royal Bank Cup, Mister Dan O'Toole. That's right. This was our twenty-year anniversary. So I did make it back there. Uh, it was the Friday of the Trade Center day that we had all the boys back in Fort Mac. But uh, uh, I heard it was a great time and uh, a pretty special, uh, pretty special event for us. Yeah, there. I really screwed that one up. So Brian Hatfield, our mutual friend, uh, he was in town from Fort McMurray, and I said, "Oh yeah, that's coming up. I got to tape something." He says, "You." was last week. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's shocking because he's usually all over you for, for either something something to tape or, or a stick or an autographed jersey. He's all, I mean, Hatfield, he can get in any dressing room. He's been uh, all over uh, every NHL team since, since we've known him. So you've got to love the guy. Yeah, and if his first time ever in Toronto, and what game does he go to? The David Ayers game. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. I'm sure they... I'm shocked it wasn't him they put out. He probably got. He probably got. He walked away with David Ayers' pads and gloves. I Scotty, you were mentioning uh, Switzerland, and uh, because uh, I like to follow you on, on the Instagram and keep up with what you're doing, it's just like a jet setter lifestyle you're living. You're you're in Europe. You're playing hockey. You're living. Tell us how uh, that experience was for you, because you always hear about. Uh, guys going over to play in Europe. It sounds, it sounds, to be honest, very almost better than North America. I mean, it sounds really exciting. The lifestyle is almost better than North America. It really is. It's uh, 
Jeez, post-you'd ride on the bus a little bit, so you get put back on the iron lung, which uh, many WHLers and guys who <laughs> lived out west, guys who lived out west, were, were used to that. But you sleep in your own bed every night. Um, if you got a family, you're, you're spending you know every evening with your kids. Um, games, the, the, the longest drive is three and a half hours. Uh, but again, you're you're cruising through little villages and through mountains, and it, it's it's awesome. So the wine tastes good, the cheese is good. You get a little backed up if you eat too much cheese. Don't so be careful about that. I couldn't <laughs> for three weeks. Or <laughs> but uh, you know what, boys? I'm glad I did it. I think every guy in my shoes, you know, played in the NHL, tried to continue in the NHL. You know, I I got released from Dallas in in October, and I was like, you know what, I owe it to myself. I'm healthy enough to still play. I want to go over and experience what the Spengler Cup is like uh, playing for Team Canada. I want to, you know, I want to experience new culture while I can still play hockey and make money. So it was, it, it, all the cards fell on the right table and uh, went over there. I enjoyed it. I had great teammates, uh, some Italian kids with some big wrenches on them and uh, <laughs> some, some relationships that I'll always, uh, you know, I'll always cherish. These kids are beauties. They taught me a lot of, uh, you know what it's like to be uh, living over there, learning five languages as kids, and, and being pretty cultured uh, compared to us kids who grew up in Fort McMurray. So it was uh, it was pretty awesome. So the Spengler, this is one event where people have been to say, if you've got a bucket list of sporting events, this should be on it. It, it definitely should be, and if you get to play in it, it's another one that you should you should you know, clip off because Team Canada does things. Uh, anyone who's ever played for a world junior team or an under-18 team or, 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 you know, for the lucky ones that ever get to go to the Olympics or stuff, this this group of people from Hockey Canada take care of their the families and the kids. And, yeah, it's, it, so it's over Christmas in Davos, which is a little mountain town, a little ski village in, in Switzerland. And they have Santa Claus there on the night of. They do a big party for, for New Year's Eve, which is the, the, the day of the final. So if you don't win, it's pretty it would be pretty depressing. But... You know, we we were able to spank everyone we played, and <laughs> and uh, you know, walking away with it. I ended up driving the Zamboni down Main Road, uh, the Main Street, after drinking about six or seven Molson Canadians. So it was uh, it was a, a really cool experience that um, that we got to share together. And and uh, for any fans, it's great. It's a, a little hockey. It's a little hockey festival. So if you like going to music festivals because you like music, if you like to to be outside in the winter and ski and watch hockey, it's the ultimate hockey festival. So I, I recommend that to anyone over here who uh, who wants to go on a little expedition over Christmas to watch hockey. Well, speaking of um, music festivals, you are a big music fan. Coachella's coming up. They just canceled the uh, the Indian Wells tennis tournament. Coachella might be the next on the chopping block. If it's not canceled. Do you have plans to go still? I I used to go to Coachella many years ago. Um, it's a complete show nowadays to get there, and it's it's super busy. Um, the ladies are the, the girls are the big reason why I go actually nowadays because they're all just so smoking hot. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to go this year, no. And I think like like you mentioned, a lot of things are getting canceled now and then around uh, any sort of entertainment um, you know venues. So. Pretty scary stuff. Um, I'm more focused on the Ohana Fest, which got released today. This, yes. uh, this is a must-hit, boys. This one's down. It's, it's about 30 minutes south of me in Newport Beach. Uh, Eddie Better does the uh, curating, brings in all his buddies. So my favorite band, My Morning Jacket's playing on Friday with Kings of Leon. And then Eddie Better plays with Maggie Rogers Saturday. And then Pearl Jam plays Sunday. So, th- I mean, this is like the ultimate festival. It's right on the beach. 
Uh, you usually get great weather here in September. Uh, sunsets, Eddie's just out there wailing away. It's, I mean, it's the perfect spot. So Chris so, Chelios. Maybe I'll see you boys for that. Well, Chris Chelios will definitely be there because him and Vetter are best buds. Chelios, yeah, I haven't seen Chelly here for that, but I would imagine um, with this all-star lineup, Pearl Jam's never played it. It's only been Eddie doing like an acoustic show. Uh, ukulele, he gets out the electric guitar. He does a, he does it all solo, and he's he's an absolute legend. But uh, with Pearl Jam here, this is going to be a this is going to be a must must see. They have a record coming out, right? So they have something they to promote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And My Morning Jacket is maybe the best live band in America. I can't believe you just said that, Jay. You're you're up top of my list now, brother. That's <laughs> my, uh, I saw them fifteen maybe. Geez, when I was first couple of years in Nashville, I got to see them at the Ryman Auditorium, and oh, I had wow. no idea who they were. Wow. And I witnessed something so special live, you know, that I was in that little venue watching them that I, it changed the course of my, you know, my music flavor for, for my whole life. And, and now they're just a psychedelic indie rock band that will blow your mind. So it's like, I mean, if you want to smoke a couple and show up to this venue, and it's it's... <laughs> awesome yeah and yeah. and he like i i saw them at uh i don't think it's there anymore the government or the cool house in toronto i remember some maybe around the it still moves tour and uh yeah, i was wow. i was wow. right in front of the speaker and uh i surprised i can still hear it now but the yeah. thing for our our listeners to go check out i always remember this um late night with conan o'brien the old late night show their their first uh my morning jacket was on as a musical guest and they did um one Big Holiday, maybe their most famous song. And it w- Conan came out after, and he was so blown away. He was like, I am buying that record. I am buying that record. <laughs> it, it's, if you get a chance to see it on YouTube, it's, um, our listeners should check it out. And then my other favorite band, Real Estate, I think, is on that is also at yeah, that festival. I so. yeah. yeah, I think they played right. Sunday. So, man. Actually, okay. for, for the listeners, too, one sec, but there's an American Dad episode, like a cartoon, like Family Guy, but American Dad. And they have My Morning Jacket. They do a full episode on it. It's like 30 minutes. And the dad, it's all about the daughter going to this show. And the dad's all pissed off. Like, I don't want my daughter going to concerts. And she comes back and she's like, Dad, but you got to go like see who he is. He's like, no, you're not going there. So he goes and checks out the show thinking he's going to catch his daughter there. And he just becomes blown away. And he just comes back home. He's trying to get his wife to go. And he makes his wife like flip up her shirt to the bouncers to get backstage, <laughs> and it's hilarious. So it's like and to get the intro into what it does to normal people. You see it, uh, what it did to to the boy on American Dad. So it's it's pretty cool. That'll be toolsy. That'll be toolsy this year. I'm gonna watch this. Uh, I'm gonna watch this uh, performance on Conan. Uh, so Scotty, last time you were on the show, we did the old uh, rapid fire where uh, we gave you a player's name and you said something about them. I'm gonna. Yeah. I want you to. Pick out the most underrated city or your favorite city of all the places you played. So you started Fort McMurray Allbirds in the AJHL, your hometown. Then you yeah. played in the in Kamloops in the dub. Then you yeah. played in Milwaukee for the Admirals in the AHL. Then Nashville, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Columbus, Florida, St. Louis, and Switzerland. So of all those, which one flies under the radar uh, the most that you really enjoyed? Uh, Nashville, by far. Back in the day, it was uh, it wasn't known to be to be much. Obviously, nowadays it is, but um, probably one of the best cities you can go to, to to visit. Whether you're playing hockey or you're there for a, for a bachelor party or or you're there to just rock and roll, it's great. Good food, good music. Um, 
Milwaukee nowadays, boys, is, is great. Super underrated hipster beer drinking town. Uh, We've heard good things about Milwaukee. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. A good basketball team now that's kicking ass. They're not going to beat the Raptors, though. We but. we worked with uh, Gary Payton, and um, whenever we'd ask him about Milwaukee, he's like, well, I f- hate that place. He never <laughs> left his hotel room when he played there. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, I had fun. We won a Calder Cup there in 2004, so I got to... Uh, yeah, we got to unleash the demons all over Water Street there for, for, for a while. For a How while. about Columbus? You were only there for 20-some-odd games. I hated it. Really? Oh, I hated it. Yeah, yeah and that's it, like it, a big college town. I thought that would yeah, be fun. Yeah, but listen, boys, I played... It was two years in Phoenix. We were kicking everyone's ass. Yeah. Dave came in, changed us around. We were going to the playoffs in the first seed. I get traded for Clesco at the deadline to go to Columbus. We were six points out of the playoffs by then. We started losing. It was miserable. It rained every day. I was just like, what? Like, why? Why, why did this come <laughs> So I quickly decided to hit free agency and got a deal in Florida for, you know, for four years. And that, you know, changed the course of my career uh, in a positive way. So anyway, Columbus is my least favorite. And I'll, I'll go on record. Was Sunrise, that. playing in Sunrise in Florida, was it depressing when you'd look up and there'd be like 7,000 people there? Yeah, yeah, it was. But then, <laughs> but then cruising down uh, the 95 into Miami after the game would just pick up your spirit. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, St. There Louis. There ways to get around that. You yeah. spent uh, three years in St. Louis, and this is a town... There's like no in between. People say great sports city. Other people say hate it. Which side are you on? I love the hockey experience there. I did not like the city much. But the hockey and the guys and the fans, awesome. Downtown, (laughs) um, where like the downtown area, you can't say anything really good about it. And it's uh, it's a well known thing around St. Louis. It's just a tough downtown. It's just not much going on. There hasn't been much money poured into the downtown area in years uh, where all the families live. If you have a family there, boys, probably one of the nicest places. There's no traffic, great schools, right. beautiful neighborhoods. But if you are single and you're, you know, you're 33, 34, you know, you're playing in the NHL, knowing that this is probably it. Yeah. Um, there's not much action after games or, uh, stuff like that. I, I was you know, surprised Scotty, how small it was. Like, I think population wise, it's like 600,000 or something like that. I, I think sure. it's the same size as Edmonton Boys. I think Is it's it? around okay. a million. I okay. think it's around a million, yeah. Okay, yeah. so a little bigger, yeah. yeah. Now, um, I wanted to ask you about something, Scotty. You just had a chance to shadow the legendary uh, curmudgeon slash greatest <laughs> color guy we know, Ray Ferraro, uh, in between the benches for a game. Tell, and, sure, and then you got yeah. to hang out with uh, Cuthbert as well. Tell us, uh, tell us what you ended up doing there. It was great. It was... Uh, uh, geez, so they, the Toronto Maple Leafs came in to play the Ducks last Friday, and uh, I had kind of worked out a deal uh, with Ray at the Trade Center. I asked him, I'm like, listen, it, it would mean a lot, because I would like to get into this world that you're in. And I, I said, it would mean a lot if I could sh- maybe show up to one of these games and follow you around, take you for a beer after, and, and just kind of get a first-hand look at what it takes to be Ray Ferraro and, and to do a production like TSN does coast-to-coast in Canada, like, firsthand. So... So I showed up early, had the suit and tie on, felt fresh, got the media pass, went in, had a coffee, a couple of ice cream bars. This is, this is why all these media guys are just getting so fat. Oh, yeah. And, uh, 
And man, I had a blast. It was I, it was the first time I was in the NHL rink this season. Um, I missed it. I got to say say hi to to Getzloff and to Ryan Miller, a bunch of the boys. I saw Riley upstairs. Um, so anyway, it just brought me back. And w- what I really cherished was firsthand watching Chris Cuthbert, watching you know CC up there, literally just working his magic. I mean, oh, yeah. so we, they couldn't score a goal, so it was tough. <laughs> but but firsthand, like him just sipping his tea and. I'm told, like, watch out if you're up in this room. If you're in the booth with CC, it's going to be flying everywhere. You're definitely going to get spilt on. Be careful. Don't have your phone on the table. Uh, like, you know, have your head on the swivel. So, uh, anyway, we went for beers after the game. We got to share some stories. Uh, these guys are, are legends. What, what Ray does on a daily basis, how busy his schedule is, and how, you know, just what he brings hockey knowledge to to a game and to a fan. You guys know his professionalism. It's, uh, you know, TSN has some of the best, the best guys uh, in the league for that. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. So it's something I want to do. I'm going to try to uh, get a few more gigs, maybe follow them a few more times down the stretch. But uh, something I want to do, boys, you guys are helping me out, too, a lot with uh, you having me on your podcast and getting me to... That'd you know, be amazing if you stuff. became so, yeah, a, yeah, a full-time employee here. That'd be great. I, it, would it would be, be so great. great. And, and you yeah. saw... I mean, you were here for a couple of trade centers. You see kind of you know the the camaraderie it's it's not fake you know people like working here when we lost the hockey deal um you know i think a lot of us saw okay ray's the best guy in the business he's gone but it's kind of a testament to how much everyone likes working at this place that everyone stuck around basically bob told everyone they had to stick around (laughs) and he negotiated (laughs) their deals for them but aside from that um yeah no everyone just just likes working here i think that and it kind of i'm sure it showed when you were hanging out I love coming in, boys. It's great. Like I said, you guys must had a you, you must had something some important to do, or someone was. So I, were you guys on vacation? Like, where, where the hell were you? I'm not Bravo? allowed. I can't leave the house anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and last year we did come in, and they threw to us like twice, and we were here for nine hours. We're like, guys, let's not do that again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Scotty. So, so yeah, is there? Um, I guess growing up in Fort McMurray, had you? got a chance to play for the Oilers. That would have been uh, the icing on the cake. It was. It was my, it was my dream. And, uh, man, I was so close to it. My knee just, uh, it didn't hold up on me last, you know, last year. You know, when you had the captain, Connor McDavid, you know, telling the media and, and, you know, sticking up for you to the coaching staff saying, you know, what, what it means to have a guy like me in the room. Um, that's pretty special. And, and if I was healthy, you know, who knows? I was hoping to stick around. But um, you, you, no regrets. Uh, I did get to keep my jersey from training camp. So um, I ain't giving that, that away. That's, that's, my, that's mine. I'm keeping that. And, uh, you know, the, the Oilers is just, as a kid, I mean, what they did in the 80s and just, the, you know, going into the North Times Coliseum as a kid was just the, the coolest thing ever to go watch Gretzky and Messier and Billy Ranford and Grant Fuhrer. And, and anyway, so the list that you guys know. Oh, and uh, that, 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 that meant everything. That rink is so cool. The fans, I think, uh, just being a Northern Alberta guy, there was just such a good buzz when I was up there to, uh, to be part of that. So, yeah, maybe one day I work for them, call some games, who knows. But oh, uh, as, of right now, as of right now, it was, uh, you know, it was something I'm glad I did. I gave it, I gave it my all to, to have a chance to play there, and, and uh, you never know what happens in the future. Okay, Scotty, we really appreciate you coming on, buddy. You're welcome back anytime. Um, enjoy the uh, the beaches in Newport. Enjoy that festival. When is it? In a month? 
No, it's September. So, oh, September. so hopefully by then this coronavirus is all settled and people can stop. Oh, yeah. Out. Uh, it, Trump said as soon as it warms up, it just goes away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's warm down here and it hasn't gone away anywhere. Okay, buddy. Thanks, Scotty. Con- congrats on uh, a great career in the NHL. You made Fort McMurray proud, bud. Thank you, guys. Enjoy. Thanks, That's, Scotty. Uh, the pride of Fort McMurray, Alberta, Scotty Upshaw. Uh, in the span of like a week or two, Scotty retires from the NHL. It may have been the same week. And then Chris Phillips, also from Fort McMurray, has his jersey retired yeah, by the Ottawa Senators. that's right. That's wild. Fort Mac. The, what a bunch of beauty products. And here, speak out. of the devil. So I sent Chris Phillips an email today. I said, hey, can you come on? He said, sorry, out on my birthday dinner with the fam. Would appreciate a big shout-out for my 42nd. So there you go. Chris Phillips, happy 42nd birthday. Little 42, hey? He's still brewing his beers. And the, yeah, the big, yeah. big rig. Yeah. And it was a great ceremony. Um, the Phillips, how they uh, they follow him walking out on the ice the uh, the entire way. And Senators fans, it's something that Ottawa did right. Yes, yeah, Senators fans are amazing fans for things like because they never forget. Once a senator, always a senator. Just right. ask uh, Daniel Alfredson. And uh, Chris Phillips got to to feel that, and um, it gave Senators fans something to uh, cheer about. This I know. Year. I mean, they've been... Uh... They're like the Expos right now. Oh, uh, all the good players, they come there for a few years, and then they're gone. I know, I know. You know, it seems like you got, you got the foundation. You got uh, Brady, and you got Shabbat, right? So you got a couple of studs. You got a forward stud. You got a defensive stud. You got about 700 draft picks in the yep. next three years. Yep. Uh, sure, that's fine. They just got to get a president who won't quit. Someone's got to say to Meldick, bud, you gotta go hands off you and got, just go yeah, to Florida. Yeah, if you're not going to sell it, you got to get out of here. You got to leave. And you can't be the face of the franchise. No one can see you. Well, you can come to the games, but just don't talk to the media. Don't do anything. Find another face of the franchise. I, I, I'm trying to think. Is there a, a legendary Ottawa senator... Uh, living in Ottawa, who uh, could possibly do that job? Yes, there is. Are they getting along? Like, is Melnick getting along with Daniel Alfredson? I guess not. I don't know. But he's there. Like, it's perfect, you know? Radic Bonk is there, too. Chris Phillips is there. Peter Sidorkowitz is probably there. Just have those those guys. Hey, Chris Neal's there, right? Chris Neal's there. Have those guys come up, do a presser, and be like, we're taking over, right? We're taking over the team. Like, how, as a Senators fan, you'd be like, Jesus, thank God. Thank God. First thing they need to do is airlift that arena downtown. Yeah. Well, they still got to get a rink built, right? Oh, they they can't even agree on land. I know. Is that, uh, anyway. Sorry, Sens fans, that uh, you've got to deal with that. But uh, yeah. you're going to get a good draft pick, uh, hopefully, out of those 400. You'll get a couple of Good draft pick. Oh, yeah. It's law of averages. They got to get something. They got to get something. All right. We good? That was fun. That's Scotty's good guy. Great guy. Classic Alberta dude. He played uh, a total of 759 games in the NHL, scored 138 times, 285 points. Yeah, he made his money. Like you said, got that Florida deal. Make your money. Played on two World Junior teams in 2002, 2003. And I always, uh, I've pointed this out before. 
I got hired at TSN in 2002. Scotty Upshaw was on the World Junior team. And one day I came into work. I'm just a newbie. I'm like, oh, I can't believe Hey, hey everyone, it's me, Dan. <laughs> I can't believe I'm working here. And then oh. someone came over and they said, uh, <laughs> they said, Dan, um, Scotty Upshaw and Team Canada sent you a message. He got the camera guy to tape a message, said, Dan, congrats on getting hired at TSN. That's so awesome, buddy. Way to go. Wow. that's I mean, that's yeah. a good dude. And he was like a child at the time. He was a to child. think about that, yep. to go to the effort to do that, mm-hmm. says a lot about him. I hope, he, I hope he works for us for a long time. I was there for his draft because it was a big deal. Getting drafted from the Fort McMurray Oil Barons got drafted in the first round, so we were at his draft in Calgary. That's the uh, weekend I vomited in my boss's glass. Mm, we all remember that well. Yeah. Didn't fire me, though. That was the sound you probably made. Oh, yeah. Hey, is, how's Dan doing over there? He doesn't look so good. Oh. Perfect, perfect puke. Didn't overflow the glass. Nothing. Hey, good name for your album. Perfect puke. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, chat with you cats next week. Thanks for listening to the Jay and Dan podcast brought to you by McDonald's. You won't be here. Oh, right. So it looks like Stoff and I are flying that ship. Well, I guess you drive the ship. You're in the ship? You could probably take a week off. It is uh, spring break across the country, isn't it? I don't know. The ship talk sounds pretty good. Fair enough. (laughs) Hopefully, Hopefully I make it back healthy. Hopefully our ship does not get the virus. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. They're going home!
You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. James Duffy presents the Rubber Boots Podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The, the waiter comes up and he's like profusely sweating. <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us. He goes, hello, I am not well. I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.